welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 194. My name is Frank Honus, and I want to wish you guys a happy summer. I hope you're doing well on this, uh, recording this on the 9th of July. Um, So I hope your summer is going really well and it's not too hot where you're at. Uh, It's been pretty pleasant the last few days here in Delaware, so really thankful for that. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Summer is going very well here, so so thankful. Um, we have got a, a just uh, power-packed um, podcast. That's a lot of P's there. Power-packed podcast. Say that say that ten times fast. Um, a lot, it's a lot of really good stuff this week for you. A lot of great segments. Um, I am most excited for the the segment, the featured segment this week on uh, on mar- as we talk about marriage. My wife and I, Tracy and I, sat down uh, this week to talk about a little bit about marriage and how marriage should be a sanctuary. That is uh, the, the, the topic this week on marriage. Marriage should be a sanctuary, not a battleground. Um, and so we are, we're talking about the, um, the, the value of marriage, especially within the context of addiction and recovery. For those people who have uh, struggled with addiction um, and in, coming into recovery, and, or, or for those who haven't even, just how, how we should prioritize our marriages and you know, how we should be fighting for each other and not at each other. Um, you know, it, there, there's, there's so much to talk about in this topic, and we sat down for about 20 minutes to, to discuss marriage a little bit, talk about marriage, some, some of the things we're walking through in our life and we're growing in. So I'm super excited about that. Also have a really great segment on uh, a really great purity tip for you this week that we shared, uh, I think it was the pro- the previous week, so on people, places, and things. Um, hope you guys will enjoy that, and that'll be a benefit for you, as well as a, a great resource of the week that you'll enjoy, and I know that, that uh, will incredibly, incredibly bless you and, and help, your, help your recovery big time. So a lot of good stuff this week on Purity for Life. Um, I hope you guys will enjoy the podcast. I want to encourage you, as always, to go over to our website, which is pflhome.com, pflhome.com. That is the place you can check out Purity for Life. All the podcasts are on there, back to episode one. Um, you know, you check out links and resources and articles, as well as, um, you know, contact us on there as well. There's just a couple of great contact forms. You can reach out to me or to my wife or couples if you want to reach out to us, um, you know, together. Please feel free to use those forms on the website, pflhome.com. Follow us on social media or all over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just uh, really trying to make our presence aware o- online and uh, just thankful for the uh, the power that, that social media offers. So really trying to use that to glorify glorify Jesus in this way. So hope you guys will enjoy this podcast. Um, marriage should be a sanctuary, not a battleground. Enjoy this interview with my wife, Tracy. And again, if you need us, reach out to us at pflhome.com. All right, take two. I am here with my beautiful wife, Tracy Honus. And we are we are attempting attempting this podcast for the second time. Actually, it's just you get, we're just making memories here. That's all it is. <laughs> we attempted uh, recording this on Wednesday on the Fourth of July, and did the entire podcast. Um, I mean, the entire thing. And I think we felt like we did a pretty good job at it, at least at first. You know, I went to save it. <laughs> I went to save it, and literally everything on my iPad crashed. 
and it was all gone. So this is take two, and uh, we're just believing and trusting God's hand and protection and breath and literal presence upon the recording, (laughs) so in the software. But uh, we're talking uh, this week um, about marriage, and I wanted to take a week to talk about how um, I think Tracy and I really believe that marriage is should be a sanctuary, and marriage should be a place of safety, um, not a place of comfort per se, but a place of safety where you know husband wife feel safe. They feel like it's one of the their refuge, you know, a refuge you can run to, um, you know, for safety. And and we want sort of to set this conversation up. We have a um, I have a quote that I want to read from Ransomed Heart. Uh, if you guys are familiar with John Eldridge and Ransom Heart Ministry, he says this. He says, marriage is the sanctuary of the heart. You have been entrusted with the heart of another human being. Whatever else your life's great mission will entail, loving and defending this heart next to you is a part of your great quest. So marriage is the sanctuary of the heart. You have been entrusted with the heart of another human being. And whatever else your life's greatest mission will entail, Loving and defending this heart next to you is a part of your great quest. And I think I said in take one that, you know, for, for our lives, Tracy and I have a lot of passions. We have a lot of things that we love, that we're interested in. Uh, we have a lot of ministry endeavors that we're, we're pursuing. We love to, to do music and worship. Um, you know, we love helping people who are struggling in their marriages, you know, as we learn and grow through our marriage, um, especially those who are coming out of addiction into recovery. Yeah. There's a lot of passions there. But setting all those things aside, um, you know, our even the dreams that we have for our future, setting all that aside, our life's greatest mission, loving and defending my wife's heart, Tracy's heart, is really next to my relationship with Christ. It's second to my relationship and my union with Jesus. And we want to talk about that in terms of recovery, in terms of, you know, uh, addiction and recovery, but just also in terms of life and what a what we feel like we're trying to live out as a Christian, uh, Christian marriage, you know, a, let me say this, a marriage that glorifies Jesus, yeah, glorifies yeah. Christ. All right. So let me start off with just sharing, um, you know, I, I, I read this passage in the introduction, the intro to the podcast, so I won't read every single word, but I think that um, Ephesians chapter five, um, the passage in Ephesians chapter five, which maybe many of you guys are really aware of, um, familiar, familiar with, where Paul is speaking, he's writing to husband, to wives first, and then to husbands. Interesting, though, in my Bible, just as a little um, little aside, it seems like there's a lot more verses and a lot more words written to us husbands than than it is to wives, um, which I think is appropriate because I think um, I think really we are the we are the head of our households, we are the leaders, and I think God has a lot more to say and a lot more to challenge uh, husbands with. Because I think wives have, they just have this down. You know what I mean? At least my wife does. I think she's got it down. But nice. Uh, I'm glad this is on uh, record here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but especially in my Bible, I have the section for husbands, um, you know, uh, highlighted. And I'll just sort of, sort of pick out something here. Uh, hu- husbands are to demonstrate love for their wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church. Now he is, he's talking about God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy without fault or flaw. I think this is a, 
a really, really major, uh, and then jumping down a little bit, a uh, little bit more here, real quick. He serves and satisfies us as members of his body, and I think that's a real challenge for husbands. Is that everything we do in our marriage? I think it all needs to come back to this place where we are we are helping our wives, we are helping make them mature. We're helping to encourage, you know, helping to lead them into becoming more glorious and more radiant and more beautiful. And it's not just physically, but that's emotionally, that's spiritually, that's in every way, uh, without fault and without flaw. We're challenged and led to see that our our, our brides are made radiant, um, and and to do and to lead them in that way. And um, we're supposed to serve. We're supposed to satisfy. Um, our wives. And this doesn't mean that, that we have to be perfect. This doesn't mean we're always going to do things perfectly. But our goal and our mission is to um, is to encourage and to lead our wives to become more like Jesus, more and more radiant and beautiful and prepared and mature. Um, I love the words that Paul uses there in that passage that, because that's a huge challenge for husbands. Um, doesn't mean you're going to get it right overnight. I know I haven't gotten it right overnight. Um, I'm still working on it after nine years, but it's it's a it's a major challenge for me as a husband and how I'm supposed to lead my wife. So I think that's that's pretty huge. Um, when you were sharing that quote with me, where it talks about um, marriage being a sanctuary of the heart, I started looking up different passages where the word sanctuary is used. Um, in like Old Testament, New Testament, and just how it's referred to it, and like what is that? Like what what is a sanctuary exactly? Mm. You know, we can look yeah. it up in Webster's too. But I was just trying to look at it from you know a whole. What is it? What does that look like? And um, it was neat because when I was looking at some of the Old Testament passages, some of the words it was using to describe is when it was talking about um, you know with inside the tabernacle, that place of the holy of holies, which is where the presence of God dwelled. Mm. And I was I was thinking about I was like that's a really neat concept to think that if we create a sanctuary within our marriage, that's also you're creating a place where the, you're creating a place for the presence of God to dwell. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean you can fill in the adjectives, you know, the presence of God. Um, can't dwell in within sin or the presence of God can't dwell within strife. I mean, there's tons of things we could, we could fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to cultivate a, a marriage and a relationship and a oneness where the presence of God is, I mean, that's, to me, that's part of creating that sanctuary and creating that place. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned, I mentioned oneness. I, I think the quote you referred to, I think in order for us to go ahead and fully do that, it takes that oneness. It oh, yeah. takes that joint, um, not two separate identities, not two separate agendas, not two separate, you know, <laughs> you know, selfishness or pride. But it takes that, it takes that um, humble joining and that oneness in order for that to be accomplished. Um, and if sometimes it's easy to see. You know, and a lot of life's factors play in on this, you know, and even like early on in our story during our engagement, our first year of marriage, just some of the stuff we walk through with addiction and all that. Um, it's sometimes easy to see marriage as more of a, a battleground <laughs> versus a sanctuary, mm, Wow. you know, and that's not how God designed it at all. He, he designed it, obviously, for us to champion one another and for it to be the safest place to be. And I think that that should for... Um, for our marriages, if we, if we're truly trying to desire and to honor Christ, for it, that to be a place of safety, a place of peace, and ultimately a place where His presence dwells. Yeah, 
And I think, what are we saying here? We're not saying that your marriage to your spouse should be your only relationship that you ever have in life, your only friendship. We're saying it should be your safest one. It should be your most protected one. It should be your most, it should be, aside of your relationship with Christ, it should be the most important one. The the relationship that gets the most priority in your life uh, is your, if you're married, obviously. If you're not, then... You know, you, you are your life union and your relationship with Christ is number one. And uh, unless the Lord brings someone into your into your life, then He calls you to that season of you know season of marriage. Um, so I wonder, honey, if um, just to sort of uh, ask you, you know, you made a really great sort of uh, analogy there that marriage marriage at times feels like maybe it's felt like a battle maybe it's felt like a battlefield mm-hmm. a battleground i think you mm-hmm. said versus a sanctuary and right. a safe place <laughs> um so what for you as my wife how has that felt i'm sure you can think of times when it's felt more like a battleground and um what what are those what are the characteristics of those times and those seasons where it, it feels like a battleground? What are you what are you uh, most um, likely to do as as my wife in those times? Uh, I guess when you're in a battle, you tend to either fight or flight, uh, fight or retreat. Or yeah, I, I just was curious to explore those two things: the battleground and the sanctuary. You know what I mean? How we respond? Right. Um. I guess I use that analogy because I mentioned about how, like, early on in our engagement, beginning of our marriage, there in that first six months, it was really, it was, it felt a lot like a battleground. Mm. Um, you mentioned the fight or flight; those are a lot of the light, a lot of those feelings. You know, what I mean, just a lot of head on against one another. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of fear there. You know, I'm sure if you imagine like a a battlefield and stuff, there's there's a lot of unknowns. There's things popping up all over the place. So you're doing everything you can to kind of guard and protect protect your own self Mm -hmm. instead of opening yourself up to another person which is ideally what's supposed to happen within a marriage um i know when we recorded our first go around i I, in some ways i went a little bit a different direction but at one point i shared that sometime i think it would be neat and i think it would be um healthy for me to go ahead and share some of my perspectives and thoughts and different things that went on during that engagement period leading Mm -hmm. into marriage to someone who you know was a sex addict because um it was nothing like, well, I'll use the word, quote unquote, supposed to be or a dreamed it would be, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, there were a lot of different things that came into play now. And I almost wish I had someone who's sitting where I'm at right now to tell me some of those things. So sure. I think that would be something really cool to go ahead and talk about in the future. Um, and, but in regards to that, just that feeling like you're on a battlefield, I mean, definitely felt like you're. We were each kind of guarding our own selves, protecting our own selves, um, firing at one another just to make sure we feel safe, you know, kind of the opposite of what God designed marriage to be. And thankfully, through his His grace and his love, <laughs> yeah, he brought us through that and we we're able to heal and recover and help encourage others throughout the years. Right, right. And I think, why was that? I think my heart, I mean, truthfully, my heart wasn't fully surrendered. My heart wasn't fully surrendered to freedom, to healing, to mm-hmm. Je- to, to Christ. It wasn't mm-hmm. fully healed. It was sick. And when your heart is sick and and you're living, you're believing your own lies that you're telling yourself and you're living and you're you're hiding and you're you're under this incredible weight of shame, um, you can't 
how can you protect someone else if you're not able to protect yourself? If you're not able to give yourself that kind of care and love mm-hmm. and, he, you know, the healing that only Jesus can right. bring when you're so shut off. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, you know, thinking about this in the realm of marriage, but then if we go ahead and kind of zoom out, I think part of what our heart is and that we want to continue to develop over the years is um, obviously that sanctuary within our own marriage and to one another, but also on a broader spectrum when it comes to purity for life uh, ministry, something we want to help cultivate like within our area and even further out is a a sanctuary <laughs> of a sense, a safe place mm-hmm. um, for people who are struggling with sexual addictions or whose mm-hmm. spouse is struggling with sexual addictions right. so that um, they know that they're not alone. Because I know that's that's one of the biggest lies I think the enemy tries to go ahead and throw out people who are walking through this kind of struggle is that um, there's shame, there's embarrassment. Um, people are going to think of you differently if you open up about this. Um, you're alone in this, especially if you're a, if you're a leader, a ministry leader of your church, or in just even a anyone really. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're a leader in the job or your profession or something like that. It's hard to go ahead and feel like you have that um, safe place, mm-hmm. that sanctuary that you can go ahead and you can um, open up to someone for help along mm-hmm. your journey, you know. Yeah. And so it's neat thinking about how that's that's something we. We desire to grow more and more into the ministry we're doing. It's for it to be that for people, to be that kind of haven place. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly I think you would agree. Hopefully you would agree that, you know, uh, my recovery has, um, you know, has gotten better and better all throughout the years. And, and I feel like, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm more free today than I ever have been from pornography, from sexual addiction, from lust, from all that stuff. Um, you know, and, and, um, what was it? I think I read recently that if the enemy, or I think we were talking about this at some point, the enemy, you've, you've said this to me, if the enemy can't get you to sin or, or compromise your integrity in some way, then he's going to, he's going to attack your, your effectiveness. He's going to attack your, um, you know, your confidence. Um, he's going to, he's going to try to try distract to you. Distract you. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and all those things, you know, rub off and they all affect not just you but if he can get you to be distracted or or compromised in some way in your in your thought life or in your you know your trust in in the lord then that affects your spouse that affects your people you're closest to it affects Mm -hmm. your kids i mean you know we we talk about from a um our ministry standpoint we feel pretty strong maybe in this area but we also still as parents or as as husband and wife and as parents we're still growing majorly to make our our marriage oh, a safe a safe place yeah. make our home a safe place make our kids we we tell our kids sometimes we want them you know we want them to feel safe we want you mm-hmm. guys to you know feel you know that you're safe and loved and um so i guess i say that to say that we are still walking through all this majorly um, but you know, we want to be a source of encouragement. We're, we're growing and learning alongside of you, uh, right now, just as much as you're learning and growing. So we don't have, we don't have the book written and we, we probably won't have the book written for a long time if we even decide to do something like that. But we're not, we're not speaking from a, a, a perspective of, well, we've been there and done that. And uh, we're masters of, of marriage in any way whatsoever, yeah, I but we're we never, never stop the journey. Never yes. stop learning. Yes. Absolutely. So last question for you. We talked about the battleground a little bit, but what do you feel like, um, what do you feel like the marriage 
a marriage that is built upon being a sanctuary, a, a, a place of safety, what do you think that looks like? And, and how has it looked for us in the last uh, several years, last nine years? How, how has that grown, do you think? Um, I guess if I were to summarize it into two quick words, it would probably be um, peace and confidence, maybe. Um, just feeling those things, you know, definitely didn't feel those things, you know, 10 years ago when this whole journey started. Um, I definitely didn't feel hope wow. 10 years ago when this whole mm-hmm. thing started. I think one of my favorite things, and um, I don't know, maybe it's just my favorite phrase or just something I, I want people to know or believe, or maybe it's something I should dive more into, but that is that, like, hope is alive because Jesus mm-hmm. is alive. And so, therefore... Um, you know, even though situations or circumstances may feel impossible, they're absolutely not impossible. Yeah. And um, I know, you know, 10 years ago, I remember having the thought, like, will I ever be able to live through a day without multiple multiple times a day having these feelings of insecurity or these thoughts of hopelessness or these questions, will my marriage be, you know, will my marriage survive? Will my marriage um, be, you know, everything that God's called a marriage to be, um, you know, just so many different things. Wondering, you know, how are we, how are we going to make it through the day? How are we going to make it through the week? You know, what's around the corner? You know, can I really trust him? I mean, you know, the list goes on and on, just questions and wondering and things. Um, and feeling like this is going to take an eternity, like it's never going to end kind of thing. But all that was lies, you know. I remember sharing with the uh, someone we've journeyed with, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, you may feel like this is never going to end and you may feel like this is your forever, but it's not. If you, if you and your spouse are both committed to healing and wholeness and to pursuing Christ and all that he has for you, um, then really the, the days and weeks and months and years tick by. And next thing you know, suddenly you don't think about it every day. You don't think about it every week. You don't think about it every month. You don't even think about it every year. You're at a place where you trust your spouse and um, your, your spouse is open and honest with you. And there's just, it's something beautiful that's been created, you know, yeah. that beauty out of ashes thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We're going to wrap it up here. But I, I would just say, lastly, uh, just to, to tack on what Tracy just said, your marriage can not only not just survive, but it can um, it can also thrive, like incredibly thrive. And um, nothing is so dead that God can't speak life and bring life into it again. Um, right. I, I just I, I believe that. Um, and maybe it's just you know my my I'm talking out of my own experience because um, I know that we weren't off to a very good start in our marriage. I wasn't off to a very good start as a husband. And um, and could have brought a lot of lot of grief and a lot of death into our marriage, and but God just um, really brought so much of His faithfulness and healing and love into a marriage that was on the brink of being broken because of one man's lies and um, you know and, and shame and uh, addiction. But um, it just takes a surrendered heart. So we want your marriage to be safe. We want it to be a sanctuary. We want it to be healthy. And we want you to know that we're here as a support. Um, we have been for several years and we've been, we've been, uh, you know, thank, we're just, you know, thank God that we've had the opportunities we've had. Tracy's had several opportunities to speak with wives and uh, to talk with wives. And I've had a lot of, 
a lot of great opportunities to work with men. We worked with couples. We've talked with couples before. And there's so many opportunities for you to connect with us. You can go on to our website, pflhome.com. That's Purity for Life is what PFL stands for. But it's pflhome.com. And lots of great resources, links, articles on there. You can listen to the podcast all the way back to episode one on there. Uh, we have all, all the episodes. Um, there's some great contact, uh, excuse me, contact forms on there that you can fill out. You can reach me, reach Tracy. Uh, if you're a wife, you want to need, need to speak with Tracy and need some encouragement and prayer, uh, you can connect with her. And then couples, you're always welcome to reach out to us uh, if you want to need someone to walk with you in your journey. So it's all on pflhome.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And just ask that when you listen to the podcast, if you listen on iTunes, that you go over to the iTunes store and you rate and review the podcast. That really just helps uh, people to be aware of it and give us feedback on what we can do better or what you really enjoy. Um, but please go over there, rate the podcast, and, and so we know you're out there listening. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, honey, I appreciate uh, you hanging in there for round two. Um, no <laughs> gotta love technology. Um, and how, how it never works sometimes, but most of the time it does. And, uh, but we're, uh, we're excited for the journey that's, that's lies ahead, uh, in the coming months this summer and into a brand new season in fall. But, uh, please reach out to us if you need us. PFLhome.com is the website and we love you guys. God bless you. How can we stay one step ahead in our recovery journey this week? Well, we have to be aware of the people, the places, and the things that can so often lead us into temptation, lead us into further struggle and slips and relapses. I can remember in my journey and my story from addiction into recovery, how many times I would walk away from some kind of temptation or some kind of slip asking the question, where did that come from? What just happened? But I wasn't aware of those three critical categories of slips, people, places, and things. We're going to have some more information in the detail below, in the description below on people, places, and things, and, and what the, some examples of what they can be. But be aware, take inventory this week. What are the people, the places, and the things that so often lead me into more struggle? All right, this week's resource is an incredible resource. It's a video resource I want to recommend to you called The Heart of Man. Um, it's been out for a little while. It's just an amazing, amazing um, documentary uh, slash retelling, modern day retelling of the prodigal son story. There's so many great, um, like real life stories in there as well of, you know, victims of sexual abuse, those who've been uh, addicted to pornography, those who've been involved in adulterous affairs, you know, you know, uh, adultery and, and whatnot, sexual addictions. And this is just a, I, I can't even put words to describe how impacted I was by this by this documentary. And I, I highly recommend you go check it out. It's called The Heart of Man. I believe it was released in uh, 2017. I think it's at least a year old. Uh, but I know it's it's available on iTunes and you can stream it on different services, Netflix and whatnot. But go check this out. Highly, highly impactful. Will really help you to really get a grasp of, you know, really what's underneath um, what's underneath abuse and what's underneath addiction and understanding our longings and our desires 
as individuals, as men and women, as boys and girls, what we really long for and how we attempt to fill those things and how life, when life happens and abuses happen, um, and then addiction comes along, how we try to fill those those voids. Uh, but this is just uh, just awesome. I can't say enough about it. Go check it out. It's called The Heart of Man. That's this week's resource. Check it out. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation that my wife and I had this week on the uh, just you know, our marriage and some some practical guidelines, some practical you know things that we've learned about our marriage and how we can make our marriages more precious and more valuable and and really um, you know how they can matter not just here on earth but for eternity. Um, but you know it is you know next to next to Jesus. Uh, next to your relationship with God, your marriage is your is your number one priority. You know what I mean? And and I hate to make a list per se, but you know I think again it goes back to what we shared at the beginning, falling back to Matthew twenty two. It's it falls in that you know loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and then loving others as yourself. And and in that category of others, your wife is first, should be first on the list. And um, so. It's something we all need to be reminded of. I know I need to be reminded of it. And um, so we wanted to sit down and do an episode on marriage. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure you check out our website, which is pflhome.com, pflhome.com. You can find all the links, all the resources on there, all of our podcasts back to episode one. Lots of good stuff on there. A couple great contact forms on there, too. You can check out to reach out to me, men, if you need to reach out to me and or have a question or comment or just anything I can encourage you with. Or couples, if you need to reach out to my wife and I, there's also a way you can do that. Uh, wives, spouses, uh, you can reach out to my wife as well. So we, you know. We offer all sorts of uh, you know encouragement in that way, and, and love to help people on their their walk with Christ and on their journey for you know sexual integrity. So pflhome.com. Follow us all, all over on social media. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, lots of neat ways to connect with us on there. And I just want to encourage you: Would you go onto iTunes and no matter where you listen to your podcasts, um, hope you know if you listen on iTunes, go onto iTunes, um, you know, or Apple Podcasts and rate us and review us. We'd love that rating and review of, of, uh, of the podcast and, and what we're doing well and you know, what you'd like to see. So really super helpful for us to, to get those on there so more people can learn about Purity for Life. So uh, pflhome.com is the website as always. Lean into your recovery. Uh, just remember your recovery and your, your, your integrity matter so, so much. Um, God has designed you to be a man or woman of sexual integrity and and character. He wants you to have a heart that is fully His, and it is possible. Some people think it's not possible to be sexually pure. Uh, some people think that you're a prude if you're trying to be sexually if you you know if you're saving yourself for marriage. But it's not that at all. It's that you're saving the most precious gift you have for another human being, and and that is not just the sharing of your body, but the sharing of your soul, the sharing of your emotions, the sharing sharing of you know emotional intimacy and 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 uh, as well as physical intimacy so uh, it's so huge but but even in the way you know if you're if you're single or you know your heart and your character and your mind um, you know need to be preserved and and whole and that's the way that he wants us to live he wants us to live in that way so um, it is possible and I know you can do it this week so praying for you guys hope you have a fantastic week thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on the purity for life podcast God bless